Welcome to the Intrinsic First Leadership Podcast. I'm Aaron Robbins with Intrinsic First. Thanks for joining us on this journey. Be sure to stick around to the end for some debatably funny jokes that will hopefully leave you with a smile. And don't forget to like and subscribe to stay up to date on our latest episodes. We're here to support you, and we'd love to hear from you. So drop us a comment below or reach out to us directly at info at intrinsicfirst.com. Ready to dive into the world of leadership? Let's get started. All right, everyone. Thanks for joining us. This is our two of two for Persona podcast. Uh, in our last podcast, we were talking about Persona and kind of went through the basics of it and started getting into some different discussions. We wanted to keep going, so we have more to talk about there. So let's jump into it. The best thing that anyone can do <clears throat> for somebody who they're leading is to ask, well, it's funny. There's so many uh, interesting um, uh, movies that people could see in order to, um, to 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 see it reflected back to them. But at one point, um, uh, it, you've got to find places in your heart are touched by the things that are outside of you that give you a sense of other possibilities. You have to begin to see the possibilities you bring to your circumstance. And then say, okay, what are my other possibilities? What else? Is, well, so instead of, um, of coming back to my own circumstance, I, it really, I realized that I had to get out away from the family I was in, the family circumstances that I was in, and find people who would say, Drea, you're not like that if you don't want to be, you know. And which, which, which is, I, I think leaders have to begin to help other people see what leadership is, which is, what are some of the alternatives that I can use here to um, be more effective than I presently am? And so we go back to the, the gentleman who would never change. Uh, I really wish that I had a chance to work with that, that man, because I could have said to him, in this case... What other alternatives do you have beside the one you have, which is to fire somebody or to tell them that the, the uh, or or to pressure them to do something that you, under your pressure? If you, and what alternatives was that when I told that leader, "Here's my truth. I know you might not like it, but here's what I saw." Uh, I would she or that that it happened it, that it could have been. Okay, what other things could 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 she have done as a leader, um, um, in order for the impact, which is I want to hear your truth, but the minute I hear it, I don't like it, so you better not say it. Right. What are the alternatives? What are the alternatives? So being a mirror uh, as a leader, being mindful of the choices to continually make help people make choices. And for the reasons that they then, when they make it themselves, they suddenly realize that that's probably for them the wisest thing they could have done. Yeah, it, it's always, yeah, 
I, I, I mean, I've always believed in helping others. That's kind of my, my, one of my mm-hmm. values. And, and as a leader, I think you're in a position to do that. And now, could, could you give a coaching example? Um, with a parent, I think of parents all the time. I think I, I come across parents that want the best for their children. They want to put them in an environment uh, that challenges them, helps them learn, discover a little bit about themselves, and they want to do their best to facilitate that. But there's no there's no book or there's no there's no license that you have to get to be a parent, and so they they're trying to figure it out as they go along. And so, coaching for you know well over coaching youth sports for nearly 15 years at this point you see a lot of pitfalls along the way. And so anything I can do to help a parent to don't pay your child every time they score a touchdown. Like you don't want to do that. Don't praise, don't praise, <laughs> don't praise them. D- did don't. I tell you about the, the couple, man, you know, I know they were doing their best, but Holy cow, every, they were coaching the kids soccer and I, Hey, I didn't own up to doing it. I was busy doing work and stuff, but you mean you could have been a parent volunteer i could have been a parent volunteer and they did it so good on them but holy cow they kept gummy bears in their pocket and every time the kids in practice did anything <laughs> they gave them a gummy they bear. give and they didn't just give them a gummy bear sometimes they would literally feed it into their mouth because the kids <laughs> thought that was funny it was like watching dog training <laughs> and so, I, it just made me cringe to watch. I couldn't go to the practice. Well, I think that's a great that's a great segue to our future podcast on motivation. Why you don't want to do that? Sure, but but I mean, when you do that, you you totally you you just kill the drive for the child, or they they do it as a transaction, and it's not sustainable over time. And so, or or just ha- teaching parents how to give feedback to to their children is huge. Um, the car ride home. Don't don't sit there and berate your child and tell them everything that went wrong. I mean, just give them time to you know. So so being able to help others and in youth sports, helping parents understand those those simple concepts are are yeah. I think that's what any any leader would want to do is help the people around them better, make them better. And so so from a leadership perspective, in terms of persona, there's two aspects of it. One is themselves from a prepare perspective is helping them understand and i guess this really gets more into the envision practice that we'll mm-hmm. talk about Which at some we'll point but there's soon. also the aspect of helping others understand and align their persona triad but i guess we're we're more focused well i think internal. i don't want to get away from the tri- the triad too much and and if we were in a true training situation there would be a whole series of exercises that we would ask people to consider doing and working with um but we get trapped into persona, um, forcing personas on people or forcing people or short-circuiting their ability to become more aware of their own persona. What person do I kind of want to be? Uh, because we're, we've got all these rituals about here's how you train somebody. Yeah. You know? And uh, and one of the worst ones is uh, the whole uh, carrot and stick that runs through organizations constantly. You know, oh well, if if we want them to sell that, want more, want them to sell more of that, let's incentivize it through ta-da, a contest right. or a, a prize, a prize, bonus, or yeah. Uh, and we've got to get at that that uh, that carrot and stick it mentality, which we will as a full. Uh, a full training program, of course, which we, which uh, in, Intrinsic First or yep. offers right now, yep. Yep. but it's uh, it's the idea that we get trapped into these um, what I would call uh, uh, 
myths about what works. And I think you have to do the work internally to figure out where you stand on this. And, and the, the word tension, I, I like the word that you talk about when you're trying to talk about who I am today and who do I want to become. There's there's a tension between those two points. Um, the more tension, not so good, right? But That's esteem. Right. Yes, yes. Right. And so the idea is that you want to be able to have those two aligned as best as possible. So it kind of releases that tension. And I think where it gets really tricky is when you talk about the other people's perception of you and who you should become. And so that, yeah, uh, we could do a whole workshop on that. I think and it's it, changing. It, it's like you always said. changing. Yes. Right. Yes. But it's, it's important to do the work and understand how it's changing from you first before you can deal with other people, I think. So, but, um, and I think highlights how important it is to go through those processes to understand your d- disposition, understand your values. Yeah. Cause if you don't do that, it's going to be that much more dynamic because you're not only are you, constantly realizing new things about how people see you or what you think how people what you think people see you as um but you're constantly shifting in terms of what you think your values are because you haven't really actually developed them and going back and forth well maybe i think this or maybe i think that and it could be you know situational and man that can become a mess Mm -hmm. i want to i want to come back to the idea for leadership is who is your leader? What's the what's the person or your favorite leader? What's your image of the best leader? Uh, who are who are you working for or with or uh, what model um, uh, do you do you do, would would you um, best? Uh, uh, so there are lots of leadership movies that would be interesting. Things like I don't know if you've ever seen a movie called um, Hoosiers. Yeah. Uh, or uh, uh, 12 o'clock high, or uh, there are so many interesting le- leadership models. Even uh, I, I thought Gandhi, the Gandhi movie that was done, uh, uh, Ben uh, Kingsley did, uh, it's just extraordinary to see how he managed some of the circumstances he was in. Uh, and the same thing about Mandela, Mandela uh, as another one, or or I start thinking about the world uh, the, the history, historical leaders of the world uh, and getting into the characters, uh, getting into the Lincoln. Uh, Link, Lincoln was just an extraordinary example of... And, and of through all those examples you just threw out, they all had their, their way of leading. They had their own disposition. Um, so they handled situations um, much somewhat differently. But I think there's there's something to draw from that. I think it's important to, to study those leaders. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you got to study the great... The greats, to, yeah, yeah, the greats, and, and and not at the strategic level, but at the uh, inter- interactive level, mm-hmm. like the Gandhi story about sugar. I mean that 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 just hit me right between the eyes because the interesting thing about Gandhi was that he was brought up and educated in England, and he was a barrister. He was barrister trained, and in the middle of it, he he when he went to England, he one of the things one of the beliefs he had was. That the reason why the sun never set on on English soil. Do you remember that? that that's a historical state, statement. That because they had, you know, they had they had conquered slash infiltrated slash whatever word you'd like to put put in uh, places all over the world. So the sun never really set on on, on English soil. Meaning. Uh, they were all, you know, there's yeah. always nighttime somewhere in England. But but what it was that he believed that that was because they eat they ate meat. So in an <laughs> early part of his life, 
he decided that since he was being a living, he started to, and of course he was, he was, uh, he was a vegetarian when he, when he, when he, the, the young man, the first Gandhi, uh, young, uh, met, uh, got into England. So he started and he got sick, just sick. He had, didn't have the, your, his stomach didn't have the, the actual acids to be able to process the amino acids that were p- p- part of the meat that he was eating. And he got so sick that it, he realized he didn't want to do that anymore. <laughs> but it's the it's the idea that those those when when we talk about leaders not being uh, born but made. I mean, the same thing happened with Church. Churchill was a uh, had so many so many faux pas throughout his entire life. He wasn't particularly po- powerful or or well liked as in Eden and where he went. He was educated, and so, so they grew through the process of looking at what was right for them. And uh, so that's part of what you're saying is that uh, the work has to, uh, to come, come to you uh, through experimentation and what, what, what I call, or most people call, is uh, uh, just mindfulness. Mindfulness about what's happening at the moment in the face of what could be happening. So um, I think that's... We're, we could uh, stop it here um, because the persona questions are heavy uh, or important when you talk about what kind of a leader do I want to become? Who am I now? How do I how do I get feedback on who 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 I, others see me being, um, and not just what they see me being, but what they want me to be? Uh, getting going out and gathering that information and taking the time to say, will they see me this way? What do I, is that really going to work? So there almost seems, so you've got the relationships between the triad, right? So self to be, how, to how be. I see myself compared to who, how I think others want me to be. That's a, either aligned or conflicting or both or switching around and changing. There's how I see myself and how I want to be. Um, and there's that relationship, and then there's a relationship of how I want to be, and how I think, I think others I am. want oh, oh, to. Okay. No, and yeah. how I think yeah. others want to be, which is a whole other thing. Is am I in line with? You know, am I around people that that are aligned and want me to be the person who I want to be? Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Or am I, you know, feeling lots of pressure because you know, as a kid, I think you know your parents want you to be take over the family business or, you yeah. know, whatever that is, but yeah. I want to be an artist or, exactly. a, you know, a pilot or, you know, whatever. Exactly. And no, you, you can't do. So there's those conflicts and that's what we've been talking about. Um, I almost think that there's also this internal conflict within each one, because for example, there's how you see other, what you think other people want you to be, but then there's the reality of what people actually want see. you to be. And so those need to be in alignment too. Otherwise, the more disconnected what people actually want you to be versus what you think they want you to be, the more disconnected that is, the more volatile the rela- that situation is going to be and the more feedback is not going to align with what your expectations were. So it almost seems like you know it's one level more complicated where each corner of the triangles is also has to be in alignment. And even with the self, if there's a subconscious aspect, if you haven't done the work to understand your values, to understand your disposition, then the the unconscious who you think you are 
versus how you actually act and when you see yourself acting and behaving, if that's not aligning, you know, then then you're going to have this constant spiral probably where, you know, you get lots of negative feelings come up because you're constantly disappointing yourself because you think you're one way and you're acting in a different way. But that's not who you want to be. That's all within, you know, it's a battle. how you see yourself. It's a battle. I was working with the Chicago Cubs um, uh, a while back, and um, uh, I was invited by the director of player personnel to come and do some tra- some training with their high potential ball players. And um, as as luck would have it, I t- I said yes, I'm going to do that. And they were at spring training, and they 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 the Cubs would go in into Tehuma, Arizona, to 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 do their training. And um, yeah, they, I got I, I got these 40, 40 young ball players, and I started to teach the uh, the dispositions, and um, and I, I I did a good job that day because apparently I after about three hours of talking about it and learning about it and uh, and beginning to get some feedback through the instrumentation that we had. Through the through the questionnaires that we have, that, that allows them to, to kind of discover themselves through the. Through the um, uh, I'd come out of the class and that, I'm not out of the uh, 15 minutes, and the player person asks, comes through, hey, "What did you do?" And I said, "What are you talking about?" He said, "My best shortstop press pops, uh, prospect, <laughs> but he, he's got, he, we were going to go, we we're going to move him up to the majors last night, last year, uh, this year." He said, "He's gone to the airport. He's quit." <laughs> and I said, "What are you talking about?" He said, "Yeah, he says and one who doesn't want to play anymore. Go back and." Get him. <laughs> that's so funny. I've, I've had those. That's like a leadership backfire, right? Oh, You're helping just, somebody understand who they are, and then they realize they don't want to do their job exactly, anymore. Like, oh, man, but you're the high exactly, performer. Don't that's, go. That's but exactly. I want the best for you. But, yeah. <laughs> well, so I run down to the airport. This goes a little further. I run down to the airport, and there oh, he is. Man. And I said, Nick, Nick, what are you doing? He says, I don't want to do this, Drea. I don't want to do this. Do you what? He said, I don't want to be a shortstop. Well, I said, I'm sorry to hear that. He said, well, what are you doing? He said, I realized for the first time today and some of the things you said that I'm doing it for my girlfriend and I'm doing it for my parents and I don't uh, want to do it him. anymore. I said, well, what do you want to do? He said, I want to be an art I want to be an art gallery owner in <laughs> Dallas. That sounds like a sequel to the Zoho movie. <laughs> oh, it was so fun. It was, it was tragic, but it was also, okay, I'm doing my job. Why don't you go make a lot of money the majors and then go on your own. Yeah, there's a there's a there's a kind of a, a way to deal works. with the imposed one guard art I'll show you. This is just a, you know a, a what means do you think to, Alex Rodriguez has got twenty fifty million this is, this is a means to the end. Just yeah. go play your play short style. Oh, <laughs> but the um it's, it's the idea that those realizations are gold for people. They mm-hmm. just I mean all of a sudden you realize you just can't do this anymore. Why? Because your heart's telling you not to do it. Your, your, your mind's telling you not to do it. Your, your, everything else is telling you, you should do it. Be my boyfriend. I got to, you know, that kind of stuff. It's, a, it's, it's just, it is. It is. Well, I think that's a good lead in because I think the next podcast is going to be on motivation. Do you agree? Uh, you know, I, I have to talk to the guys at, at Intrinsic first. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'd love to talk about motivation next yeah, and here. what same you're here. getting into a lot with, you know, this is all persona and everything's obviously interrelated, but we're starting to now talk about motivation and the quality of motivation. And you're, you know, why well, we I, do what I'm we only do. doing it because this misperception of what people want me to be versus what I want to be. Um, but that's, that now gets into outlooks, motivational yeah. outlook. Yeah. 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 I think it's fantastic. I mean, my wife the other day was wanted to go work out together. She wanted to do some lunges, and I was like, "Whoa, that's taking a pretty big first step." <laughs> oh, oh damn! That was the wrong and line. he got that kind of reverb. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's all right. I'm going to cut that out, <laughs> and right I'm going to make it look perfect. I want a good one. In there. <laughs> that all was right. not crooked. Do you want? Do you want to redo the whole? Just start over. <laughs> I can't believe. Oh. I can't believe you set that up. <laughs> so, were you, were you the one that did the tire one too? Which, which, explain it. Remember, kind of remember. You said when I was, that reminds me when I was a kid. <laughs> you got me so good on that one. I think so. It was a hop stop, right? I yeah. don't remember the joke though. <laughs> you said, um, you said that reminds me when I was a kid. My dad used to put me in a tire and roll me down the street. <laughs> it was a good year. <laughs> And you're like, oh my god, he did what? <laughs> I totally bought it. <laughs> Took me about two seconds to realize what he was doing to me. It's like, like, oh man, <laughs> why don't we do something subtler? Like, like what have you been reading lately? I've been reading this book on gra- gravity, and I can't put it down. <laughs> Congrats! You made it to the end of the episode. Thanks for tuning in. We genuinely hope that you found value in our conversation. If you liked it, please click that like button below and subscribe so that you can stay up to date on our current episodes. And if you didn't like it, you can click the dislike button, but make sure you click it twice. We're eager to hear from you, whether it's your thoughts, questions, topic ideas, or if you're interested in our leadership training and consulting support. Leave us a comment below or reach out to us directly at info at intrinsicfirst.com. We're open to any and all feedback. Thanks again for joining us. We look forward to having you back for more insightful leadership discussion. Until next time.